everybody, it's Cindy Donaldson, and I'm back with another um, podcast here at Entrepreneur Master. So, so glad to have you today. I have a real treat. We are, I'm currently sitting in Del Rio, Texas, in the midst of this COVID virus, and I'm fortunate enough to have John Vong from um, local, local SEO Search uh, join us. He actually found, searched me out and asked if he could be on the podcast. And John is really about helping people position themselves online so they can get found um, and grow their business. So John, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you. Thank you for having me, Cindy. You're welcome. Um, so before we, I kind of hit record, I was telling you that I've been doing a lot of work with my clients now who have traditional sticks and bricks and need to transition their business online. And I guess you're probably seeing a lot of that in Canada as well. Yeah. So I'll just take you back. Um, I, I started this agency about seven years ago. So back in 2013. But yeah. prior to starting my company, I worked at a big company called Ye Yellow Pages. Yeah. Right? So I was there for five years and I learned that su surviving in a bricks and mortar environment was, you know, yes, you're, you may survive, but in order to really strive and succeed, you really need to take yourself on a digital platform, right? And understand that environment because more and more people are using mobile smartphones, desktops, laptops, tablets than ever before. They're seeking you out right? As yeah. opposed to pushing ads at people. So that's why I founded this company where I'm helping business owners throughout Canada and the US where um, they want to position themselves as experts online digitally so that when people are ready and um, looking for your services, they can easily find you and uh, call you and use you as a service. So I'm so glad you said that, that people um, really don't like ads pushed at them anymore because we have surely transformed into a world where we rely on other people's opinions versus we don't want to be sold to anymore. Right. Yes. And um, I gave a little chuckle to the yellow page thing because up until even a couple years ago, I still had clients who were investing money in yellow page ads. I'm like, Ooh, you do realize that people can just Google and find you. And so, you know, Yellow Page is one of those companies that didn't, um, they didn't innovate quickly enough, right? They didn't shift. And so that's, you know, if there's one silver lining out of this COVID pandemic is that it's forcing people now to take a step back and look at their business and like, oh my gosh, how can I shift and better connect with um, my customers? So let me ask you this, John, what do you think the number one problem or number one issue people are doing right now that are preventing them from reaching more people and connecting better? So understanding their audience, right? And how ah. they are looking for services or products like theirs. So as a business owner, you have to really understand who your ideal customer is, right? Um, create a persona, understand and really probe them, right? Find out, get a pool of 10 or 20 of your best clients, ask them specific questions, right? Getting to know them will better position you to know how to market your business to attract those type of clients. Right. I mean, at Red Barn, we call that the TCP, your target client profile. Yes. And it's, um, it's so important that people understand that they need to walk in their customer's shoes. Yes. You know, you can't assume what your customers want. 
yes. right? You have to ask them. So yes. love that. How, um, kind of getting back to this sort of transitioning. So they understand their clients. Are, are clients different? If, if say you normally have a face-to-face -face business, say you're yes. a retail shop, right? And people normally come in and yes. you understand your customer. Do you kind of have to go through this process again if you're so, transitioning to a digital world? So I feel like the digital presence, um, people go through this buyer journey, yeah. right? In purchasing a product or a service. Um, and depending on where they're at in terms of the buyer journey from information gathering, they might yeah. see an article in a blog or uh, you know, newspaper or editorial or whatnot. Then they might, be going into that purchase decision, right? Yeah. Where they want to shop, they want to look for something, and they might do some comparison shopping, read reviews, figure out the specs. Then they're gonna go to a bricks and mortar local shop, but they're much more informed at that time in deciding what specific make and model product that they want to buy or service. And all they care about is the price. Right, right right and the the bond between the two right relationship right yep. if you can fill that gap or need then you have them right so really that whole journey and then what you do afterwards which is the loyalty aspect which is do you drip them with a newsletter newsletter or do you send them constant emails like do you have other promos and specials like understanding that entire buyer journey is critical in terms of the digital world um but it also is important as a bricks and mortar store because if you think about like a local dentist, for instance, when people are ready to go search for a new dentist, let it be you're a renter, let it be you're moving to a new town, let it be you know you have an emergency situation and you don't have your uh, person there, you need to seek them out, right? Like there's so many situations, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to position yourself on your website so that when they're ready, you're visible. And then you sell them because people go through this 14 point touch point digitally before they make a decision, Yeah. right? Where they're gonna go check your website, they're gonna check out some reviews and testimonials before and after pictures. They're gonna check you out on social platforms to see how credible you are. Mm -hmm. Until they feel comfortable enough to pick up that phone or send you an email, they're already 80% sold, right? Yeah. And, and they may be searching two or three other vendors out, but you're one of them, right? So how do you convert people that, that are actively looking for you? Love it. And um, we bring our clients to that customer journey as well. And the... I, I love the fact that you talked about sort of after the sale, because I, I feel like the majority of people that own companies, they spend all of this time trying to get customers, and as soon as they buy, they let that customer journey just fall apart, right? Insurance yeah. companies are famous for this. They will nurture the hell out of you to get you and give you all these discounts, but as soon as you become a customer, they forget about you, they forget about you which is a yeah. big mistake, and people yeah. leave brands not because of price usually, it's because they don't feel the love. Exactly. Um, so that part of the journey is so incredibly important. Yeah. Let's talk about SEO because my clients like lose their mind over this. And it's, it's kind of a, they think it's one and done and it's not. So if you are out there, I, and I don't, I don't really advise people to do this on their own because it is complicated. And there are people that their sole job 
is managing Google um, and search engine optimization. And there's also SMO, which is you know social media. There, there's all of this stuff that sort of goes back to getting your brand online. But let's dive into SEO first. If you are, say you have a WordPress word, word, WordPress website, which is pretty much the norm, a lot of people have them, um, and you are doing it yourself, give some advice to that solo entrepreneur out there that just is trying to survive in this crazy world. What would you tell them to do first? Um, so there's a lot of free content, free websites, uh, webinars, educational material to get you started right? Mm -hmm. uh, what we tell people to do is there's probably five things every entrepreneur can at least start doing themselves, right? Mm -hmm. uh, first thing is just building a, a website so that it's easily indexable and um, accessible uh, for Google, right? So what that means is uh, make sure your, your Google search console is set up properly. Um, actually, do you mind? Someone's no, knocking, okay. which is my little son. It's okay. Slow dark <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Suhart. Sorry about that. That's okay. As you know, the COVID-19 has forced all parents to have children at home. Yes. <laughs> so, sorry about that. No, um, it's okay. It's our so, new norm. <laughs> the new norm. Um, so, the first thing is set up your website so that Google can index your website. Google Search Console, setting yourself up, um, as well as Google Analytics so you can track data, mm -hmm. right? Track where traffic is coming from. Then, the other component is setting yourself up for understanding title tags. Yeah. Um, as well as meta description and meta tags, H1 tags, and just content in general, right? So creating your website so that it's optimized to some extent, which is on-page SEO. And there's a lot of free tools out there. Uh, Yoast and yep. all-in-one SEO are very popular for uh, WordPress websites, right? Then the other component is constantly creating fresh content, right? Not only building a website that is um, you know, your service pages, homepage might not always have fresh content. You should update it a couple times a year, but it typically is once you set up your services, you're not going to refresh and add much to it, right? But you should always have a blog section on your website and make sure that it's indexed by Google on a more frequent basis. Let it be once or twice a month or even more frequent based on how much content you're putting out there in the street. Right. So fresh content and then making sure that you don't have any dead links, making sure that there's no 404 error pages. Um, so that's all the on page stuff that can be set up. Then comes the harder part, which is building authority and expertise. Right. Uh, which is the off page stuff. Um, and the big thing people always talk about is link building. Right. What does that really mean? It's really what I kind of explain it to business owners is. Um, it's like a referral or a, a referral in your own business. Um, someone refers you to a friend. Well, think about online. Google can only detect websites. So if another website links back to you, that's called a backlink. Mm -hmm. There's different types of backlinks. There's a do follow link and a no follow link, which means juice from no follow link 
going to your website does not really count in Google's eyes. So you want more do follow links coming to your site. And there's a lot more value from websites that are higher in authority than yourself, right? In your specific niche, um, that generates a lot more organic traffic, right? Versus say a directory or a citation. And I'll bring back to say Yellow Pages. Yellow Pages is a very well-known directory. If mm -hmm. you put a profile in there, it's great that people can see you, but it doesn't give you a lot of backlink juice or authority sending to your website because it's free. It's not really earned, right? right? What you're trying to do is build relationships from other sites and other owners of sites for you to publish, say, a piece of content or a resource or a guide where then they will then re reference you with a link, right? It's much more challenging to get, but it's also much more rewarding to get. So that's going to move the needle more than anything, right? So let's use this example. You and I are doing a podcast. I'm going to put it on my website. I'll put links back to your website and your, and your podcast. Um, would that be considered a good link? back to yeah. you so a link is a link mm -hmm. um, there's yes a, a good link versus a bad link right so there's different metrics depending on how authoritative you are or how authoritative other websites are mm -hmm. uh, because it's all based on how much traffic Google deems you have right right there's a, and because it's all about how many links you also have right on your website right to pass on to my website so it all depends right so this is a whole world of SEO that's this is a small piece a link building piece yeah right? um, actually there's about six pillars of an SEO campaign that we talk about right content the architecture user intent um, link building and then there's the uh, you know just the the back-end component as well which is making sure that everyone, everything is in line with what Google's best practices, right? Um, so just, just try to run a good, effective business, transpiring from your bricks and mortar to digital. If so, you do yeah, that, agree. You so I didn't mean to interrupt, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that, you know, it's, so much of this is consistency too. And you don't yes. ex like, you know, when I set out to do my podcast, I didn't expect to be Lewis Howes. It was just something that was fun for me to do. If I really wanted to be, you know, a huge podcaster, I would yes. have to put a lot more effort into it and try to get on some of the bigger podcasts to your point of, you know, building authority. So for you getting on like a Lewis House or an Oprah yes. podcast or something like that obviously is going to give you much more yes. pushback to your website than if coming online. So I'm glad everybody understands that it, it is a, it is a process. And, and it's not going to happen overnight. Like no, right. just like running a business, you're not going to have overnight success in the first couple of years. Right? Like it's, hard running a business is difficult right mm -hmm. and even having a podcast show is very difficult right like building that audience getting consistent messaging and content out there everything takes time um, until you're at a point where people reach out to you then you kind of earn that respect and authority right yeah um, but, but the, the whole point about seo is it's the same sort of thing you need to ensure that 
you're building a solid website reputation, running a good business, so that Google deems you a really like an authoritative figure, where right. then customers respect you because you you've earned your way right to the top, as opposed right. to paying your way through Google ads. Right. right? There's a no, big difference. There is a huge difference, and I feel like the more and Amazon was a real game changer for this in my opinion anyway, because people re rely on reviews. So now if I see a paid ad, to me it's not nearly as good as somebody that's up there in the ranks organically. Exactly. So you are, say the average consumer, and say 80% are people that use Google on a daily basis. Most people don't click on ads anymore, right? Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, most people don't click on ads, like maybe 10% do. Um, and the, the, the mindset a user goes through when they're deciding on buying anything is, um, the, sorry, it's kind of, it's fine. Uh, can you go upstairs for a little bit, please? Uh, the mindset that goes on in people's mind is people pay their way to the top, right? Yeah. And if you've earned your way, and Google respects it and sees it, you are gonna get way more traffic that way because people understand what Google is trying to do as well. Like, yes, they earn money through ads and that's the fastest way to get to the first page, but users also understand that. Right, and we're not stupid gonna... anymore when it comes to this. Exactly, you've been through it, you've been using Google for X amount of years and you'd use it on a daily basis multiple times. Right? Yeah. So, so people understand that, right? Yeah, they do. So let's sort of touch on this content thing a bit because for many people it's overwhelming. And I've always been of the theory that you sort of, you choose your lane and you go deep and narrow. Like I'm, um, again, I don't claim to be a great podcaster. I do it's because it's fun and I like to meet new people. You, your podcast seems to be very much um, more organized and formal. You've got 157 out there. Um, for me, it's writing. I'm an email marketer. Like I, I write a lot of content and I like to blog and, and tell stories. So that's my lane. I mean, do you have any insight on, on that? Like, cause people get overwhelmed with this content yes. thing and it's important. Yes. So the big thing is consistency mm -hmm. and habits, right? right? Just like running a business, right? So the, the true reason why we built this podcast in the first place, sorry, <laughs> the, the true reason is we want to help business owners understand yep. how important it is to, um, like, there's no one thing fits all, right? There's so many different factors in building a successful business. And you know, you can't just rely on one source of revenue or one habit or one thing that will make you become successful. It's a multitude of not doing the best you can do for everything, but doing things good enough for everything. Exactly. Right? And yeah. And what you start out with is not going to be what you finish with. So a lot exactly. of people also get hung up. Oh, you know, like I talked to a client earlier today who just built this beautiful new workout and yoga studio. And now she can't have anybody in there yet. One of her superpowers really is she loves, she actually was teaching a course on, um, teaching, getting yoga 
yogis certified yeah. to be yoga teachers. And I'm like, okay, we can move that online very easily, right? Oh, and it yeah. could be evergreen, even better. Yeah. So, you know, the um, back to kind of your superpower and helping people like them. If they have like a traditional service business, like a gym or something, and it's not normally like online, right? What yeah. is the one thing that you think that they should do uh, right now today? Like what can they do today to start making that transition? I think just having a website and making sure that it's optimized properly for Google, right? Okay. So I, I, like as much as everyone has a, a website, they're not really building authority for that website for okay. Google to build, you know, generate enough traction, right? And there's a lot of the the the, the part about the SEO industry is um, there's a lot of bad apples that ruin it for the good guys. Yeah, and they charge a lot of money, and they yeah, and so, people don't understand it. They don't exactly. know exactly or not. Exactly. So I have to educate more than ever. And I try to let people know, like I go through, here's a webinar, here's some case studies, here's some, you know, do it yourself kind of things. And when you're stuck, then we can help you guide you through it. Right. And we take it, we, we make it easy for business owners to really understand like, we are partners with them as opposed to I'm just in it for my dollars, right? As a business, I want to actually work with people that are like-minded yeah. and are in it for the long term. Like you I'm talking about five, 10, 20 years because SEO is a long game. Right. Yeah. And if you've, you're fully invested in building a company, taking a ton of education and, running a successful business or you bought a business or whatever it is, you are in it for the long term, right? And SEO is a long-term game. And if you start, once you start building that momentum and you become visible, you're reaping all the rewards, right? Versus a lot of business owners are short-minded, like your example of spending a ton of money on bricks and mortar equipment, this yeah. beautiful facade, signage, but no money on marketing and advertising. Well, I would have flipped it and said, bring in new clients first, then figure out what they like and then build it. Right. Because, you know, without clients, you don't have a business. Right. Yeah. I mean, COVID has sort of put a spin on hers because she did have clients and now she can't have them come in. But yes. I agree completely with what you're saying. You know, it's people skip the market research thing. So I think what I just gleaned out of your comment that, you know, one thing that people can do now is really just start educating their customers about what they do and building authority because there, there is no easy fix to your website. The SEO takes a long time. Yeah. So what you need to do is just kind of get out there, tell your story, add yeah. some more content on your website, do simple things like if you don't have Yoast in, installed, if you have a WordPress or whatever, you yeah. know, talk to your web people and make sure that you as the business owner understand what that process is. So you don't get duped by people that promise you, Oh, you know, give me $1,500 a month and I'll get you to the top of, you know, Google or whatever. And what are they really doing? Right. And yeah. And another thing that's very easy for people to do is set up your Google, my business page, yep. making sure that it's optimized, but start getting reviews from 
your clients, right? Um, but also do it on other platforms. So it could be on Yelp, it could be on Facebook, it could be like here in Canada, it's RateMD or OpenCare, um, different directories, like have it on third party websites so that it's not on your own website because people are fact checking you. Yeah. As in terms of reputation, right? Um, and then, you know, just making sure you own your database. And I, I know you talked about loyalty. Yeah. It's so important because whatever happens to your business, like COVID-19 and other things, your customers are your gold mine. So your contact list is what's going to drive you if you sink or, you know, you don't succeed, right? So building that funnel, owning that newsletter list database so that you can continue messaging them with services, offers, whatever it is, and informing them, educating them, building that relationship retention rate, right? Because that's so critical for it survival in these so critical. Critical times. In, in this difficult time, right? It is so critical. It, and it is all about the list. I mean, email marketing is so much more powerful than spending money on Google. And it's, for the most part, fairly inexpensive, right? Unless you hire somebody like me to manage that process for you. But, I mean, it's not hard to write an email. And people get hung up on it. Like, it has to be perfect. Like, no, it just <laughs> has to be text. And you write like you speak. That's all exactly. people really care about. Exactly. So, Be true to yourself, right? It's a relationship yeah. that you've built. Exactly. So I love that advice. I love that advice is that you need to educate yourself as a business owner because it's your responsibility. SEO is a long game, so don't expect instant results, right? Be wary of the people out there that say they can promise you something instantly because that's not true. And you need to constantly putting new content out on your website and making sure that it's optimized. And then lastly, it was like kind of spread the love through different channels. And I am the plumber with the leaky faucet here. I have been horrible about going out and getting Google reviews and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we all have our weak points. That is mine. But the, uh, so that, did I miss anything there? No, I mean, I think you hit it all. Like consistency and different consistency. platforms. Because you don't know where people are searching you out, right? They, they might love that platform of LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever yeah. social media, right? Or they're big Googlers, right? Like you don't know where people are searching. So you just have to continue keep it consistent. If it's a weekly thing or a monthly thing, make sure that you put out that content on a regular basis so people expect it. That email newsletter, consistent. That Google My Business post, consistent. That Twitter feed post, consistent. Whatever it is, constant messaging with personalized messaging to your ideal customers. Yeah, I mean, and people, I always use Geico sort of as an example here. If Geico had only put one ad out, yeah. you would never know who the hell they were. But as soon as I mention Geico, every, immediately you think of all the different ad campaigns and everything because it was just over and over and over again. Or like if you see one ad in the New York Times Sunday section, it's not going to make an impact, but you see the, Tef the Tiffany ad is in the same spot, the same place every exactly. damn Sunday. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like, I can, I can picture it in my head where that ad is. So, I mean, here at Red Barn, we were big email marketers. We get an email that goes out to our clients, our, our tribe, not all clients, Mondays and Thursday mornings. And then, I have different sectors that get more emails. 
And people kind of get freaked out about too much content. And I'm like, listen, because there's so much content, you know, they're not going to read every one. So if you only send an email once every two months or only put a blog post up every two months, what good is that going to do? Like, don't even bother at that point, you know, it's, um, or put one Twitter, because I get this all the time. I built a Facebook page and nobody came. And I'm like, well, when was the last time you posted on it? Like, well, aren't people just supposed to come to you? I'm like, no, that's not, it's not Field of Dreams, folks. It's, not it's, the same, it's the same thing as building a website and yeah. people will come. Or building a business or a storefront and people will come. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. <laughs> so um, tell people how to find you, John, because I think a lot of people could surely use your services, especially now as we transition from sticks and bricks to online it's very critical like you said this should have been done a long time ago but many people didn't so they're sort of in crisis mode yeah, give them definitely. something to start and how can how can you help yeah so um the best way to reach me is you can check out my website local seo search.ca i'm john i'm the owner founder um, and we built a team in-house and we take care of a full service um, of all SEO uh, deliverables for our clients. So we take care of all the content creation, all the back-end development stuff, as well as the off-page stuff, which is like link building, um, and just managing a lot of social posts and media for clients as well. So we have a full graphics team. We have full, pretty much everything that's needed uh, for your SEO campaign, we take care of. Um, the big thing I do want to emphasize is I am a true believer of helping and the more love I give and spread the word, the better. So check out our podcast, local SEO today. Um, there's a lot of episodes where we just want to help guide business owners on becoming more successful, um, making less mistakes, shrink time so that they can elevate their business to, um, to the levels that they want to, have it right um and just have fun with it because this is a journey right yeah, it and is. life is a journey and with this small well it's not small i mean with what's happening in the world today people kind of realize what's important in their life what's important in you know why they're doing what what's the purpose what's the business purpose life purpose who's important in their lives um and you have to realize why are you running the business in the first place? There has to be a big purpose and driver and reason why. And my why is really, I want to help business owners um, partner with good people and run good businesses, right? By doing what they feel is good for their community and society, as opposed to just trying to earn as much as they can to buy stuff, right? Like I want to make an impact more than ever uh, especially times of crisis, right? So that's why I love helping. I love putting out webinars, podcasts, and just helping um, business owners in general that are like-minded like myself. I love that. I love that. I knew there was a reason that you and I connected because <laughs> I completely get that. I think the more that you serve, uh, the more that it'll come back to you, 100%. And it's really, it's the right thing to do. Um, yeah. It's just the right thing to do. So love that, John. Um, well, enjoy your family time during COVID-19 and it looks you like so you're much. doing a bit of homeschooling and whatever it is. How many children do you have? I do have one and he's a toddler. Uh, he's four turning five. Oh, so uh, not at the school of, age yet. Uh, well, he's in JK. Oh, okay. Uh, so first, first year, but 
it's unfortunate that he can't go to school because that means more of us parenting. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trained to be a, a teacher, right? <laughs> That's not my profession. Oh, God, I, no. Me either. And so it's very challenging, um, but it's also a time where you can really bond and spend as much quality time with them as possible because this time you'll never get back, right? So cherish oh. the moments. Um, I'm all about micro moments, living with purpose, living at, at the moment and just enjoying it. So I, I sense a book in your future. Have you thought about writing a book? I'm in the process of it, actually. Um, and I've been a big uh, component of nutrition the last, I would say, eight months. Um, so I've been learning a lot about just, you know, immunity and especially during this time, but yeah. I've already prepared myself the last six months, right? So it's, it's great to understand like health, relationships, community, stuff that actually has true meaning in someone's life. We should do another podcast because about eight months ago, I transitioned to a plant-based diet. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And um, it's made a huge difference. I've just noticed. And now, I mean, when <laughs> there's like a shortage on meat, milk, and eggs in the store, it's like, okay, you know, I know. Why I'm do you need the that? Veggie. I just need <laughs> rice and beans and lentils and I'm good to go. Ex exactly. So, so had, are you also a plant-based person? Um, so I've been... I was plant-based for, I would say, four months. And then the last couple months, just all wild meat. Um, okay. So just more protein uh, because of the density, right? So, and wild salmon and stuff that actually have very good nutritional value. Um, so very colorful fruits and vegetables and just nutrition divided by calories equals health. That's yes, how I see it, right? Uh, Food it's, is fuel. it's so important. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we'll have to do a follow-up on that and kind of see, because um, I think a lot of people um, are just really struggling with like this whole, how do I eat? How do I be healthy? I mean, yes. my goal, I am 57. I'm not on any medication. Pretty damn Amazing. proud of that. Amazing. Ran my first marathon Amazing. Um, in January. And, you know, it's now it's kind of like I'm... I haven't run in a while because I had some injuries. I had to take some time off, but I'm, I'm kind of missing all of that. So it's, yeah. I'm kind of out of my healthy routine and it's very easy when you're sort of bound in the house. And I love to cook, which is dangerous because even though I'm in an RV, I can still bake cookies and do all of that kind of <laughs> stuff. So just trying to, you know, balance it all. So if you're open to it, I would love to do another podcast just Double, on this whole definitely. healthy eating thing. I you know, love it has nothing it. to do with our business, but I'm fascinated with it. I'm so fascinated because I've been reading like crazy. I read like two books a week pretty much. And I love health right now. I've been on this health kick. And I've dropped 35 pounds and, uh, and I just feel like I have so much more energy and I feel healthier. And I don't know when was the last time I had a six pack. Like it must've been high school days, right? So I just feel healthier and more energy and just yep. feel better. So I'm just trying to spread that vibe to my family members. And it's hard because they, oh, think, yeah. I'm, they think I'm on something or I was... <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, right? Like, oh yeah, they think I'm crazy. My my kids think I am crazy. Yes, <laughs> and I, I'm like, no, just wait, right? Why do you think I'm doing this, right? 
understand because I've been reading a lot about you know the ikigais and how to longevity as well. Yeah. How to live purposefully in, in your year, end of years, right? Um, versus disease ridden, right? Like why oh, not yeah. have energy when you're 80 or 90 versus someone that's stuck in a wheelchair that can't really move and reliant on others. That is my fear. So um, Dave, my partner and I, I mean, we, we've kind of gone on this journey together. He had symptoms of like rheumatoid arthritis and a bunch yes. of other things. Since he went plant-based, a lot of that has gone away. Yes. Um, we had planned on getting our blood work done again, like right around yeah. now to kind of see where we yeah. are, but that can't yeah. happen, um, <laughs> which is fine. But I mean, we haven't been perfect. We're in Texas right now. So <laughs> we're actually had to have a Texas steak because, and that was the first meat that I had had in a long time. And I felt very full after that, yeah. but it was good. And I'm, I don't regret doing it. It's, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm plant-based, not vegan. Um, I am yeah. all about treating animals fairly and all that, but yeah. I'm not here to preach it. Um, but it is important to me not to be on any medication and yes. to, if my blood pressure gets higher, then that just means I need to move more and, you know, look at what I'm eating. So I would, I, I could talk about this stuff for hours. So <laughs> I love it. I yeah. Love it. Let's, um, we'll wrap this one up and, uh, we'll definitely bring you back on and let's, cause I, I'd love to hear about what books you're reading and cause you never know. We can learn stuff from each other on that. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, Cindy. I had so much fun. Yeah, I had fun too. And lots of, I learned a lot. I took some notes here, even for my own business about this. So I will, um, I'm going to share this podcast with my clients because so many people are just getting hung up on this and I am not a Google expert by any sense. I probably, I know enough to, to know enough to call somebody like you when I get stuck. Um, so thank you for reaching out and connecting. Um, so this is Cindy Donaldson uh, with Red Barn Consulting, and you can find us at redbarnconsultingllc.com. And don't forget to, um, when I post this online, I'll put all of your information, John, and links back to your website. So you. make sure that that gets in there. But John Vong, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Have an amazing day and be healthy and well. And good luck Definitely. to you and your family. You as well and stay safe.